0: there is so much pressure on social media and I don't know why we're showing so many images of women who pop these babies out and then they're back in their jeans in a week you know and I just think how how on earth has this how can that happen and put on them but I feel that pressure on social media so I developed this phrase don't bounce back bounce forward which means be even stronger than what you were before
1: From Women's Health Australia, this is Uninterrupted, a podcast where we share honest and inspiring conversations so that you can live a healthier, more empowered life. I'm Editor-in-Chief, Lisa Gebilagin. Celebrity trainer Tiff Hall is about to have her second baby, and between the 3am feeds, nappy changes and lovely snuggles, she'll also be rejecting the ultimate BS idea bounce-back culture. There will be no snapping back into shape and washboard abs, bikini body reveals, just lots of realness about postpartum life and really listening to her body. In this chat with our executive editor, Cara Byers, Tiff shares all on her second pregnancy, how different it's been from her first with her four-year-old son, Arnold, in which she suffered HG, as well as what's next for her fitness empire.
2: So when you were pregnant with Arnold, you like had a bit of a bumpy time because you had hyperemesis
0: gravatum. Yes. I call it my princess moment because Princess Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, had it. And I just think, oh, it's a little bit of a something that we have in common. It was really bumpy, really bumpy. And I watched
2: that documentary with Amy Schumer when she was doing her stand-up tour I just don't know how you guys push through because the simple nausea is bad enough. How did you cope? It's
0: unrelenting. And that's the thing that nothing, for some people, um, you can do a program of B vitamins, steroid therapy, antihistamines, anti-nausea drugs, um, you know, hydration. I was in and out of hospital a lot on drips, um, lots of hospital admissions. And for some people that can help with symptoms, but for me, nothing. It just was nine months. And I, I guess the only thing that, ha- that is helpful is that, you know, there is an end date, like literally that due date. And what was so amazing for me was once I delivered the placenta and delivered, I felt amazing. And I was running around the hospital and You know, the midwives were like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not pregnant anymore. Like, obviously I love my child and that was a great experience, but I was so excited because I felt so great within minutes of delivery. I cannot imagine just
2: vomiting all the time and the hardcore nausea and, like you said, being on drips and stuff. But
0: then you see the baby and you're like, oh. It's so worth it. And every pregnancy is different. And it took me a long time to go back to you know there's a four year age gap between number one and two and I was like oh maybe I can't I was desperate for another child this pregnancy haven't had it I had morning sickness first trimester which was quite bad but um I thought oh no this is the beginning but it would pass by lunchtime and then it passed by 20 weeks and I've been pretty good, like functioning, exercising. Yeah. You seem
2: super vibrant. and
0: Yes. It's like I'm a different person. And look, I'm older and I I had my concerns and it's just been great. I don't know. It just proves every pregnancy is different.
2: And that's a good way to look at it, I guess. So thinking about different, are you approaching this pregnancy differently, would you say?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd like to say more rest, but being a CEO and having a four-year-old, not more rest, but definitely more boundaries. I was working a lot in my first pregnancy. You know, it was that thing of I'm having a baby and I was a little freaked out. I've got to like, you know, (laughs) support this child. And I was like frantic. I've chilled out. I'm just creating those boundaries with work. I'm really taking care of myself. I'm doing a lot of what I call green time where, you know, there's high stressful things in my diary, which I color code red, which are like, you know, when you're on. And then around those red events, I try and do green, which might be, you know, a quick meditation or just sitting outside in the sun taking my shoes off, grounding in the grass, I don't know, quick workout, like just anything that is nourishing to me that I find relaxing. Even I play the piano, some of that, like just something that will calm my system down. I've been really conscious of that balance this time around.
2: That's such an amazing approach. I never even thought of that. And it's so great with the colour coding.
0: I actually have to do it in my diary because if I don't, color code my diary, it's all red. And it's very easy to say, yes, and there's this meeting and I've got to micromanage everybody and be in it. I don't have to do that. And I I limit myself to like one or two red events a day and then have that green time. And it's increasing the green time at the more pregnant I get. And it's just like a bit of a wellness maintenance plan just to make sure Cause I know that I could get sick, like the HG it could kick in. Like if I do too much, I just want to be really careful.
2: Yeah. That's super wise. So, you know, for anybody who might be listening to this and they might be suffering with HG, what would your
0: advice to them be? I've been in a lot of communities like Facebook communities and things and, um, to a lot of women who suffered it and everybody experiences it differently. For me, um, the nausea was worse than the vomiting. It was just, horrendous. I couldn't even move. I would just lie still. And I felt sick even in my sleep. It just wouldn't even go when I was asleep. I could still feel it. That was my experience. But for anyone going through it, I'd say just hang in there, take it day by day and and stay really focused like I did on that due date. It is super hard and rely on your healthcare professionals and rely on your support networks. Really, don't be afraid to ask for help. I was a bit, I can do this. I can do everything. I can run a business and I can be pregnant and have it all. Uh, No, you can't. You really do need that support. So reach out and there's nothing wrong with that. So did you, would you
2: say that you learned as time's gone on how to ask for help? Because it is really difficult to ask for help.
0: It is. And I am not shy to say that I have a lot of help in my life. And I really do reach out. Um, I've since I've got a personal assistant, I, I do reach out to my, my we've got really um, involved grandparents, which I'm very lucky to have. And um, Arnold's at kinder now, um, full time, like every day, but I, I do reach out. And whether that's, resources at work or um, in the home, outsourcing what I can. I I, I need to do that because it's the best way to look after me at the moment. I don't know who invented this concept of doing it all yourself. And it's like a badge of honor that women, we wear it. And along with the badge of honor with the cult of busy, I'm so busy. No, I'm busier than you. No, I'm busier than you. Uh, I see that a lot in my friends and I'm like, I'm not that busy. And they're like, What? I'm so busy. And I'm like, no, I don't choose to be that busy. I don't want to be that busy that I'm run off my feet and I'm burnt out. Like, I've been there before. So I think, yeah, let go of the cult of busy and let go of having it all at once and you'll be a new person.
2: Yeah, that's super wise. Great advice. I'm learning a lot here. I also find being pregnant, everybody has advice for you all the time. Yes, Cara, yes. Some of it's really wacky. Um, and sometimes it's not actually advice. They're just like, mm, yeah, well, I had it so much worse than that. Or, oh, you didn't sleep. Wait until you hit this phase and you're
0: like. It's aggravating. And I've got to say one of the biggest things I've learned since my pregnancy with Arnold is that I appreciate your advice and I'm a public figure, right? So I have my Facebook community through TXO Life and my fitness program and people have access to me on Instagram and there's advice coming everywhere. It's not just, you know, your mother-in-law anymore or your mother giving you advice. It's everybody. And I have learned to not take it on, to appreciate it, but not take it on and trust my mum gut. And it kicks in pretty strongly once you have that baby. And I just knew what was best for Arnold and you know, I did it my way. And some people have a problem with how you swaddle or whether you do this or whether you do that. I just, I just, at the end of it, I didn't care. You know, Arnold was a healthy, happy baby. And that's all that mattered.
2: I mean, at the end of the day, you carry this baby for so long, then you bond with them. Of course you know what they want.
0: And of course I reached out and I asked some questions and, you know, um I breastfed and I had a lot of questions about that and, you know, just getting my <laughs> boobs working and all of that, you know, and I sought consultations with lactation consultants and stuff like that. and But I found it more helpful to go to, you know, the professionals, I guess, then, uh, you know, put a story up on Insta and say, send me feedback. Um, Definitely rely on the health professionals and trust your mum gut. That's like the best thing you can do.
2: With this baby, are you going to take any time off after they arrive?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you run your own business, you can't just check out because I do have staff to manage and my business is a business that doesn't sleep. It's it's online, it's 24 seven. There's thousands of members that need me, but I'm going to definitely step back. And I'm very lucky that I have a very supportive team who understand that. And um, you know, I, I won't be doing so much of the day to day, more of the overseeing sort of side of things, but yeah, I really do want to enjoy the baby, bu- the newborn baby bubble because it probably will be my last one. I think two kids, I'm happy with that. And I just really want to soak it up. It goes so quickly, Kara. I just can't tell you. So I just really want to um, enjoy that. And with Arnold, I was very busy. I'd taken on other jobs and I was, like I said, trying to do it all and I paid for that in the end. But um, this time I don't want to do it all. I just want to do being a mum.
2: Because it's such such an important job and you only get it to do it for such a short time,
0: really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You get one go. so. And do you know
2: what you're having? And it might be a secret.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a secret. So I'm just going to keep it a bit of a surprise. We kept Arnold a bit of a surprise and it was really nice. So I don't know, last baby.
2: I liked it when you did your announcement because I think all babies, it's – Powerful to celebrate them and like I get why people want to be private I mean it's a personal choice like you know the same as every pregnancy is different every person's different so it's a personal choice but I, I liked it it made me feel more empowered about being pregnant when I saw your announcement
0: yeah and I thought in the in the media there's a lot of pressure to bounce back and I think it's worse now it's even worse than when I had Arnold because social media is so prevalent and you know it's it's stepped it up there's stories going around you know all the time 24 7 it wasn't like stories didn't even exist on Instagram when I had Arnie and people are just at you and I, I felt the pressure not only to bounce back but also to have a fit pregnancy where I look like a trainer and I just have a tiny bump and have my muscle tone and all of that. But the fact is when I get pregnant, everything gets bigger. My hips, I lose all my muscle tone, my definition, and I just – put on a lot of weight. I do. And, um, I can't help it. It's hormones, it's fluid, it's God, it's beautiful hormones. And I feel that pressure, but I thought I'd announce it and sort of, I have shared myself exercising and even had some people say to me, oh gosh, put it away. Like, oh really? Yeah. Aren't you a little bit like bumps shouldn't be shown old school? Like, you know, you should cover up your bump and you shouldn't, be seen in a crop top exercising or put a t-shirt on. And I think, no, I I have a big bump and I do for 29 weeks. Like my friend's pregnant, my sister's pregnant at the same time, similar, and their bumps are like, you know, they're not showing, but I'm 29 weeks and I've got a lot going on. And I think it's empowering to put it out there. And I think, hey, all pregnancies are different, all bodies are different, all bodies are beautiful. And I even put a photo out there of me in my bikini and it was a bit like, "Stuff you. Do you know what I mean? I just feel, I didn't, yeah, people have been a bit brutal.
2: I feel for those people though, because what kind of world are they living in where you they feel the need that you have to hide yourself and you have to look a particular way or be a particular type of sheep? or size, it must be really oppressive for them?
0: I think so, and that's why I don't take it on. I sort of look at the comments and think about it and go, oh, that's interesting, but I haven't taken it on and it almost gave me more courage to push the boundaries and, yeah, be in a crop top every day working out pregnant and to share my body changing and the stretch marks and the, you know, going up a bra size what feels like every week. It's, it's all part of it. And I think it's empowering for women to go, yeah, me too. I, I, I do lose my figure when I'm pregnant and my tone in my body. And, you know, instead of hiding it, keep exercising. I don't want women to be shy to go to a gym class or to go for a walk or to, to keep exercising and moving because they've got a different body because they're pregnant. So that's what I'm trying to share with people by exercising online, pregnant, say keep going it doesn't matter what you look like it's about how you feel and that's a big pillar in my business it's not about how you look it's about how you feel and I feel great after I do 20 minutes of you know movement just gentle movement every day it's keeping me feeling really well mentally and physically
2: and so we just talked about a bit about how you're looking after yourself in this pregnancy so obviously you're working out so what kind of movement you're doing and how are you looking after yourself emotionally and mentally as well
0: yeah it's well physically i'm doing txo life my fitness program i i modify a lot and sometimes i can only get through half a workout but we have fantastic trainers on the program so i trust in them and they're they're the best in the biz honestly they're fantastic so i will train with them online at home which is really convenient A lot of um, high intensity interval Pilates. I've really enjoyed that, this pregnancy hip training. And I'm actually introducing very shortly a hip program onto TXO Life. So it's a pre and post pregnancy program. It's high intensity Pilates. It's so much fun. And that'll be just a game changer. So I've been doing a lot of that pregnant, which I'm really enjoying. In terms of emotionally, mentally, Gosh, for me, I've been really leaning on my partner, my husband, um, you know, really making sure that we get a little bit of time together, which is just really hard, you know, spending some time together to connect and, you know, also savouring the moment of our family being a three before it being a four, just trying to really enjoy and be present in the moment. Um, I've really had to work this pregnancy on not thinking too much of the future, being anxious about the future and just being present in the moment, in my body, feeling my heartbeat and doing a lot of breathing exercises. Um throughout the day I do what's called a release where just take a deep breath and big sigh and it kind of just resets you. It feels really great. And you know, some meditations and things, but in saying that people say oh, I love to meditate and I do I don't don't find the time to have 45 minutes to meditate. I don't. So, um I have just had these quick little breathing techniques like box breathing, um the 3 hour reset rule. I do the reset breathing and um just simple things like the 5 breathing, so 5 inhale for 5 exhale for 5, 5 rounds of that. I mean, just really simple breathing exercises and I love that because it's all about getting oxygen to the center And you feel, you sense you can get really tight, like stressed. And I think, oh, that's bad for bubs. So throughout the day, I'm much more aware of my breath. And it's just such a simple thing, isn't it? It's like, oh, you're such a great trainer. You're telling me to breathe and drink water. Like, but it's
2: just. No, not at all. Because people do forget to breathe. And that's, especially when you're stressed in the moment, like I've learned to go, oh, am I breathing? And Nine and a half times out of ten, I won't be. I'll be holding
0: my breath or not breathing fully. It's it's amazing. And, and sometimes I do this thing where I get my fist and I I make it really um tight and I keep breathing in and I make the fist tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and then just let it all go and re- open my hand. And it it's a psychological thing. It's just this huge release and it's such a little thing you can do in the car at the lights or, you know, it just helps. So... I think, um, coming back to your question, lots of hip training, um, breathing, good nutrition. I'd have to say good nutrition, but I've had a lot of food aversions and (laughs) feeling like eating weird stuff, like having salt in my yoghurt, lots of salty foods, lots of Vegemite. And yeah, so as much as I'd like to say, you know, I've been eating the tick, so life food and Really healthy food. Um, sometimes I go to bed with on some Vegemite toast. Like it's honestly just being intuitive and eating what I feel like when I'm pregnant, and not at all restricting or depriving myself. I am,
2: um, I've gone right off green leaves. Oh,
0: same. I can't. I cannot eat anything that is um veggies. I'm really having. I'm struggling with veggies, and I know that the baby needs it, but seriously I'll put one piece of broccoli on my plate and I just stare at it and I'm like oh
2: (laughs) I know exactly what you mean and I've been like it's like having a little kid oh amazing so what did you learn when you were having Arnold that you're bringing into this pregnancy
0: definitely what I said before and being um really trusting my mum gut, not listening to other people's advice as helpful and as appreciative as it can as I am it can be I'm just not listening to that advice and to trust the process. Because with Arnold, you know, I was sick and then I put on a lot of weight because I was always nauseous. So I ate things like sausage rolls and carbs and to try and fix the nausea, lots of lollies and things. And I just, it was just such a mess. (laughs) And I came out of the pregnancy and there was 30, I put on 30 kilos and I was a health and fitness professional who needed to get back on camera and doing workouts and filming workouts for my members, and I was so stressed about that, and that's why I sort of rebelled and I put out one of the first one of the first postpartum images um, out there of myself just days after Arnold, and I was like, you know what, this is my body now, and I'm not rushing to bounce back. I'm going to actually bounce forward and I'm bringing that into this pregnancy. I'm not worrying about what other people think of my body. I'm trusting the process that takes nine months to change my body into this beautiful machine that's making a baby. And it took me a good year to get my fitness back last time, but I did do it. I just have to be comfortable that it's going to take time. And this time I'm, t- I'm trusting the process a lot more.
2: Yeah. And I love this concept of bouncing forward because I mean, maybe I'm naive, but I cannot believe it's 2022 and we're still piling the pressure on women to bounce back. Bounce back to what as well? Because becoming a mother is a life changing experience. Yes. So tell me more about this bounce forward.
0: I did my TEDx talk on bouncing forward because there is so much pressure on social media and I don't know why we're showing so many images of women who pop these babies out and then they're back in their jeans in a week, you know, and I just think, how, how on earth has this, how can that happen and put on them, but... I feel that pressure on social media. So I developed this phrase, don't bounce back, bounce forward, which means be even stronger than what you were before because once you become a mother, you become more flexible, you become more... um Fierce with your time and where you put your energy and you become stronger in emotionally and psychologically, and your body is strong. Oh my goodness, when sleep deprivation hits and you are just going, you just keep going and going and going. And you know, it's 3 a.m. and you're feeding a baby and you're changing the baby. And I remember thinking. I'm killing it. How strong is my body that I've been up literally for like three weeks and you know, and he had reflux and there was all this stuff going on. And I'm thinking I am holding my shit together and I am better than what I was pre-Arnold as a person. And you, you swell with love and compassion and empathy and you know, you, you love your partner so much more. You see them as a father and just your world explodes. It's like going from something that's black and white to color. And I remember thinking I'm a better version of myself right now and the scales don't define that. And so I'm going to bounce forward. I'm going to keep going on this path and be stronger. And then I thought I'm going to also very slowly work on my, my fitness and my health and my strength and see where I end up in the year, doing it properly you know, consistently progressive overload, you know, not going from zero to hero, like 10K run on the second day, the doctor clears you, you know, being really smart about it, building the pelvic floor. And I did that and I was the fittest and strongest I had ever been 18 months after Arnold, but it took time. It really did take time. And I wanted to share that journey with everyone that I was bouncing forward and that it was going to take heaps of time. And I had a big belly on me for ages I went from a size six to a size 16 and I stayed at that size 16 for, you know, quite a while and I just couldn't get the weight to go. And that was fine. I was very comfortable, but, you know, it just took a long time. And that's fine. I think that's fine. And it's a really positive message for people to just get off the scales and stop thinking about a size and a weight as bouncing back, but a mentality where your whole person is a better person after experiencing birth and having becoming a mother and
2: the other thing I didn't ask you is um how's Arnold doing is he excited he is
0: he re- really is excited about getting a sibling and oh gosh it's just it's a long nine months with a four-year-old who has no concept of time he's asking every day is a baby coming and I've tried to explain to him you know those baby apps where it shows the baby as like a pair and now, you know, I've said, hey, we have to wait until the baby is a watermelon. So he's all confused now because he's like, is a baby a watermelon yet? Because he just wants his baby to come out. So it's imp- he's so impatient. And he's like, we're going to play straight away. We're going to play Transformers. And I'm like, babies are little, like they're, they're not straight into toys. They're not going to be playing with you straight away. But um, he's he, he couldn't be more excited. He really is. Imagine being a
2: four-year-old and nine months would just feel like a lifetime because my mom used to be like, "Be quiet for five minutes and I'd think five minutes.
0: <laughs> and that's what it is because he said to me, when's the baby coming? And I'm thinking, oh, like two months, like it could be a good two months. And he's just, that is just crazy. So I held off telling him for so long and announcing and he, my tummy was quite big early on. And he kept saying, oh, too many snacks, mommy. Like, and I'm like, yes, yeah, the ice cream. <laughs> and then when I told him there was a baby in there, he was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay.
2: <laughs> he sounds so smart and so funny.
0: <laughs> he's great. He's he's a real character.
2: So just look into your postpartum period um, and the fourth trimester, which thankfully we're looking at as another trimester now. Um, what kind of things will you be doing and how will you be managing it?
0: well i'm a very organized person and i have as well, i think it's very important for women in the fourth trimester to have a bit of a wellness maintenance plan as well as their birth plan so you don't just go into labor thinking oh whatever well i do sort of because you can't really plan it it's so hectic but you do you put some thought into the birthing process and I think that women should be putting some thought into and their doctors should be guiding them and their health professionals into thinking about that fourth trimester and how they're going to handle that. And so I made a list of all the challenges and all the triggers that could come up. Sleep deprivation. Um, what if I wake up and I can't get Arnold to kinder, you know, because I'm so tired. It's like that sleep deprivation is like, being drunk, isn't it? And my husband works early mornings. And so I'm thinking, oh, I can't be driving. So, you know, it was all of these challenges that could pop up and then little solutions. So maybe having my mum on standby for really bad mornings or asking for help in this predicament, or can Ed help me with a dream feed before? And so I can get a bit of sleep, you know, like how I'm going to tackle all of these challenges and around work as well. I did um, lots of filming pre um whilst I'm pregnant I've filmed a lot with other trainers and things like that so that I have things for my members which I didn't do the first time I was I wasn't as organized so I think having that wellness maintenance plan that covers your emotional mental and physical recovery addressing any challenges or triggers that could come up is really good just having that piece of paper that you and your partner can both refer to resources you know, um, I, have, I have a pediatrician on there. I have a lactation consultant on there. I have a nurse on call number. I have, you know, just some quick things that you might need when um, you are so tired and all over the place with the baby that you're not thinking clearly. So I, I've been working on that. <laughs> I know it sounds a bit much maybe, but... Is it on the fridge, this list? Yeah, just, just keeping it on the fridge and just... Just the triggers. Like, I mean, it's just, it can be so overwhelming and things like I might do meal deliveries. I might organize that. Just starting to think I'm going to cook and freeze these meals and have them ready to go when I'm in hospital so that, you know, Ed's taken care of and Arnold's taken care of and, you know, just little things like that. Just really prepping and thinking about it because I didn't think about it with Arnold. I didn't. I just literally gave birth and was like, okay, back to my normal life but with a baby, and it's it's not like that. Because you're recovering, I didn't expect the recovery. Like who who has stitches and, you know, in some cases people have surgery and then they're expected to just be back on their feet straight away. It's just crazy. And I, I was shocked. I gave birth and it was big and I had an episiotomy and there were stitches and, and they said, okay, up you get for a shower. And I was like, oh, I don't get time to like just – Come on, in the shower, baby's there, let's go. And I was just, I was freaked out. I was freaked out at how much it just didn't matter. Like, you've been through this big experience, you're exhausted, there's physical pain, there's injury, and you just gotta get up. And I, you gotta be prepared for that. And so, that's what I, I've got my ice packs ready for down below. I've got I'm much more across it this time.
2: So like one of the things that you've got in your hospital bag this time that you didn't have last time,
0: ice packs. Yes. So some, some long ice packs that you can actually put like a, in your underwear mm-hmm. and some boob ice packs. I haven't actually packed the bag yet, but I am collating things. gosh. Really, I I stuffed up last time because I honestly thought that the bump would just go down like and you could be in sort of like normal, not maternity gear. So I took normal clothes to the hospital like an idiot. And um, I didn't understand that the uterus and my uterus in particular took a very long time to go back to normal. Um, I had a bump for, you know, maybe one or two weeks, quite very pregnant still. And so definitely I'm going to take my maternity gear to the hospital. And um, not overpack this time. I took a huge suitcase last time. Keep it very, very simple this time.
2: I like you've said that a few times now. Keep it simple. Keep it simple.
0: Yes, keep it simple. I, I did overthink it. I did um, listen to other people's advice. I, I, I overcomplicated it first pregnancy. And this time I'm keeping it simple and staying in the moment much more.
2: And that will probably pay dividends, especially during the birth afterwards. I'm very excited for you introducing the baby to Arnold.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm not sure of the rules with COVID and whether siblings can visit the hospital yet. I hope that the kids can come to the hospital and have that beautiful moment when they're so fresh.
2: You're keeping really busy in this pregnancy with TXO Life, your activewear brand Flex, which is wonderful, and your supplements brand Nourish. How's business going?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, booming it's going really really well we're very lucky to have such an engaged community of fantastic inspiring women and you know my heart is with the fitness program and just empowering women to feel confident through exercise and eating well and you know and the products have just been so much fun like i've lived in activewear since i was a gladiator and then i was going to university toots in my gym gear going from body pump in my body pump uniform I was all full Lycra through uni and people would look at me like, what? And I was wearing, you know, all of the active wear before it was cool to wear active wear to like the mum's uniform to pick up kids at Kinder and stuff. So, um, I, I just love that I get to design and create this beautiful, affordable, comfy, good looking active wear for women. And, um, you know, the powders are going really well as well. I, again, just going back to keeping it simple, I didn't want, um, you know, women to have to buy a hundred different supplements to get what they needed. So we have two supplements, one morning, one evening, and everything you need in a collagen, vitamins, probiotics, everything is in that one supplement. And it's very much the, the DNA of my, my business. I think keeping it simple, simple exercises, achievable results, simple products that work. That's, that's what I'm all about. It's like, it's a minefield, the health and fitness. I don't know. I find it very confusing and it's like, it's too complicated. I'm just like, stop. I even get confused and I'm professional. I'm just like, oh, mind's blown. So I just want to keep it simple. That's, and that's brilliant
2: because anybody can do it then and it makes it very empowering for people. So, um, have you, you're wearing lots of flex in your Instaposts, et cetera. Should ex- expecting mums just size up? For the clothing?
0: Yeah, you can. And that's what I'm doing. You can, but I am also introducing some maternity tights, which I'm really excited about. I've actually got them on. So they're um, super comfy and they go right up and they've got foam pockets, but they also have a supportive band that goes around to support your lower back and your pelvic floor a bit more. And they're just buttery smooth and just the elastic, it just grows with you. It feels so good. So I'm really excited about the maternity tights, um, coming out, I've put a lot of hard work and it was really great to design a product whilst I was pregnant too, because I've tried other maternity tights and I've grown out of them. And I thought, oh that's weird. And you shouldn't grow out of them. Like they should move with you and expand with you. And that's what I love about these tights. You buy them once and you'll be happy. And and postpartum, you can actually like roll them down and wear them, you know, like a pair of um just comfy supportive tights. So you don't have to waste your money they just transform into a pair of leggings which are great.
2: You know what the band um, at the front I've I've not heard of that in any other activewear actually.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a really great little um, technical fusing that just helps support. So, and, you know, you need as much as support and help as much as you can get. So, yeah. Sometimes you just need
2: that little lift to help you and you, especially at the end of the day when you're a bit tired. So getting a bit deeper on your launching the pregnancy program on TXO Life. So it's going to be
0: hip. Yes, hip. So high intensity interval Pilates. And what's really great about it is that it's all coached. So it's guided. So I'm with you every step of the way, just talking you through it like I am now. There are two trainers in the, in every video. So Tash is doing more of the advanced style, which is fantastic. If you just want to do high intensity Pilates and you're not pregnant, follow Tash. But if you are pregnant or, you know, postpartum, follow me. So, It's a great um, bang for your buck because you've got two trainers doing levels for everybody. So pregnant, not pregnant, uh, postpartum, there's something for everybody. And we're talking actually the whole time with technique, which I think is really important, and that's what's missing a lot in the fitness industry with these exercises that aren't coached, no one's talking, they're just demonstrating. There's a clock counting down in the corner like these programs are dangerous, so we are talking and coaching, which I think is really important.
2: I can't thank you enough for some of the things I've learned from you, like the three-hour reset rule. I'm very, very excited for you. I really am.
0: Excited for you too. First baby. It's so exciting. It's beautiful.
1: Thank you, Tiff and Cara. If you're a fan of Tiff's, make sure you pick up a copy of our June issue with Pregnant Tiff on the Cover. Side note, this is insane but Tiffy is the first ever pregnant woman to be on the cover of the Australian edition of Women's Health. I could not believe it when I found that out. The June issue also includes 30 of the best ever nutrition hacks and we investigate the rise of smart activewear. This episode of Uninterrupted was hosted by Cara Byers and produced by me, Lisa Gabilan, with additional sound editing by Abby Williams. For more from us, make sure you find us on Instagram at womenshealthaus or visit womenshealth.com.au. Until next time.